Hey, welcome back to the Distracted Driving Podcast. I'm Sean Genovese. This is episode 44, entitled, Why Are You Still Here? Why Are You Still Here? That is a uh, reference to something our guest, Liz Junkie, says to us in relation to uh, really what a mentor said to her. This is a, uh, a really honest and candid conversation that uh, we have with our friend Liz. Uh, if you missed the first uh, two parts of our interview with Liz, she is a user experience uh, user design principal at the Home Depot. Formerly, uh, formerly, I should say, she worked for the Boeing company. And in this portion of the conversation, we really dive into some of the motivation for her to to leave what was a very uh, a very good, very comfortable, very prestigious role at a very large company. Of course, she's still at a large company. Um, but uh, the the motivation for her decision and and the the way that she arrived at the conclusion that it, it was time to move somewhere else is uh, really quite interesting. I love her use of the word vicious in this conversation. So we will get right into it. This is the uh, third part, third and final part of our interview with Liz Junkie, which you'll get to hear right after this message from our sponsor. And our sponsor, of course, is me, Lead Out Loud. Lead Out Loud workshops. If you like improv, if you are an engineer, if you like messy learning, if you like figuring out how to become a better leader, in fact, even if you don't like any of those things, check out Lead Out Loud at lolworkshop.com. Uh, it is a remote first leadership development workshop. We have another uh, cohort opening up here next month in September. It's very affordable. It's remote first, uh, three one hour sessions, so it fits right into a work day. Go check it out, lolworkshop.com. And now, enjoy the final part of our conversation with Liz Junkie. Because, um, you know, I, I, I'm looking at your LinkedIn, Liz, and um, we've, it's, it, I think it's now well established that you're a UX rock star and have, uh, have had and continue to have a, a, a great career in that space. But there's a whole big, giant section here on volunteering. Um, external advisory board member, it looks like, for the UW. But the word mentor comes up quite a bit. We just talked about the, the jacket, the, the hoodie that you showed us, uh, chief mentor or best mentor, whatever it said. Um, <clears throat> maybe you could uh, speak for a, a moment about that. It's obviously uh, important to you to be a coach and mentor. Um, I see one in particular, adplist.org. You got a mm -hmm. whole profile on here. It looks like you're a gold star member. Um, <laughs> I I don't know if you wanna if you wanna dwell on that or just talk in general about the uh, the coaching and mentoring that you do. But uh, c clearly, it seems important enough to uh, bring up in this very timely podcast. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, 
So ADP List is a pretty new platform. I think probably around like three years old. Um, it's called uh, I think like a a Des a designers list or or something. Um, but it's basically anyone who wants mentoring in the design space. What I love about it is you can make cold connections on LinkedIn, but there is no sense of who is open to talk to. So on ADP list, there's the assumption that anyone you connect with, they're available to talk to you. And um, all the mentors, they set up like what times they're available. And I joined it actually first as a mentee when I was looking for a UX job because as you know, Boeing was all I knew. And I don't think Boeing is a very good representation of what the UX industry is as, as much as, you know, I tried to help through you know, the digital transformation environment that we were you know, working through to make it more, you know, industry leading, um, you know, and the great work, you know, through BCA, um, digital aviation, those guys shout out, shout out to you guys and the, and the mom team. Um, Oh, the mom team. I was on the mom team. I remember yeah. that. Everyone was on the mom team at some point. But um, so I was looking to understand, like, what roles should I be applying to? What roles do I qualify for? You know, I am associate technical fellow. Turns out no one really understood or appreciated what that was. Um, no one could really see what. I was working on, so they were not impressed with what I was working on. Um, it's just, it, was, it was tragic. So, you know, I would like apply for a principal product design manager position at Microsoft, got to the final, final round, and it was just like a shootout. Uh, or I'd, I'd apply for a senior design position at Amazon and get like a, like cut after the first interview. It's so, like, I was so confused about like, what level I should be applying for. Uh, you know, how to negotiate, right? What my portfolio should be highlighting. Um, so I had a lot, I found a lot of great, you know, principal designers on there that gave me a lot of great advice, um, great coaching. And, and it turns out one of the principals on there was Trey from Home Depot who ended up telling me, hey, there's a job open over here, check it out. Um, and it ended up being a perfect fit. So that was cool. So then, you know, kind of full circle giving back. It was, you know, now how do I help the next generation of designers, you know, find their dream job? And, um, you know, as you guys know, talking to people is a passion of mine. And <laughs> I just love the sound of my own voice. I don't know. Uh, so, so do we. <laughs> yeah. We don't know what that's like. We, we love the sound of our own voices. <laughs> But, um, you know, yeah, mentoring and teaching is one of my charisms. So, yeah, I have strong yeah. skills in that already. So um, it was it's great to have people want to they specifically search for and find, you know, me in this case and say, hey, I would love to get tips on this and this. Um, and then, you know, we chat for like 30 minutes. And I, I was doing that once a, a week um, before I had my baby. So I'm on a little break. Yeah. Um, how old's your baby now? Madison is eight months old now. Oh wow! She's standing and eating everything. And thank you. Yeah, she's she's gorgeous and snuggly and. 
that's so much fun. I love the snuggles. So cool. Robbie was not a snuggler, so I'm just in heaven. Robbie, I'm I'm assuming is your other child, or right. or could almost be you could be describing old. a teddy bear. I'm not sure. Right? <laughs> Robbie's my almost four year old. Yeah, I got two little kids now. If you didn't know, <laughs> that's fun. That I did so not know, fun. but now I know as well as like five other people that will be listening <laughs> to this, and and all zero of the concurrent viewers. Um. So what uh, what advice, having gone through all of that, what, what advice uh, would you or perhaps do you give to people that are in kind of a similar predicament of, uh, you know, maybe not being appreciated in what they're doing or they feel like they're a little bit lost either because of a lack of appreciation or, or maybe they just they just can't quite find their groove? What uh, what do you tell them? Yeah, um, I love the question because I think this was a lot of the discussions I had through like the ADP list um, discussions. Uh -huh. But I think number one is self reflection time. What do you need in order to be happy? And mm -hmm. you need to look out for number one. You need to look out for yourself. No one is going to give you the same opportunities that you go out and find. I think that's why I was so like I said I was so vicious in the associate technical fellow application process because I saw what I wanted and I I was doing everything I could to get it and I IT I think they set up like one mentor for me but you mm. know I'm an overachiever so I needed like 30 extra people to tell me what was good at that. and yeah. you know leverage my social capital accordingly because what one human can maybe give me one hour a week but 30 humans can give me an hour a week. <laughs> or they're, they're going to, no, 30 humans are going to give me an hour a month, and that's a less of an ask for each person if I can project manage effectively. But anyway, uh, your question was about the people struggling. Well, why are you struggling? And what do you need? And then get yourself out of there. <laughs> yeah. Looking out for number one. Well, you know, when I, when I talked to my designers about it, like at Boeing and, you know, some of them, I, I was very close with all of them. Because I was not a manager, I was, I'm the cool aunt as a principal. Oh, right. You know, I'm, the cool not aunt. Yeah, that's, I'm not that's, There's something to be said for that. Exactly. So I knew which ones were looking for another job. And so then I could tell them. I'm in the same boat, but I'm going to be here until it's no longer fun for me. And I'm mm -hmm. having a blast right now. And or the, if the you know the next dream job comes up, but that requires you to be reflecting on what that dream job is and what your current job lacks. So you you, you know set goals appropriately and eyes yeah. on the prize. Eyes on the prize. Yeah. That's a it can be a hard thing to do. It it requires a lot of uh, uh, self-directed intellectual honesty. Yep, discipline, um, introspection, for sure. How? Um... Yeah, and the, and a willingness to do something new. I think a lot of people people get kind of stuck in their status quo, and eh, it's good enough, you know. I have good stuff, and it's not that bad, you know. We kind of rationalize; it's not that bad. And but changing to the unknown is difficult, right? I agree with you, so... and I was very scared 
um, to leave. Namely, you guys know, I had my I had my community. It was my baby. Yeah. I created it from a five person little book book club. Um, it grew right. like what seven hundred people. So it was like it was something yeah, I dared to leave. Well connected. Yeah, because mm-hmm. with my first, when I had my first baby, my first maternity leave, when I left and I came back, I learned that some of the UX COE meetings were not happening anymore. So I was nervous that leaving for good, it would just kind of like evaporate. And that was definitely something that made me sad. Um, but I'm so happy to hear that it is still flourishing. Still going, yeah. So that's I felt really... the same way about the uh, distract or the uh, movement maker show leaving Boeing. I wasn't quite sure what was going to happen to it. <laughs> oh yeah, what happened to it. That was, that was my baby. Well, we're still doing it. No! <laughs> I love I'm on my third co-host, but uh, you know. <laughs> uh... <laughs> I love that. Um, but back to one of your earlier points too. Um, I did have one or two men, at least two mentors, at Boeing who they would check in with me, you know, like once a year, like, or no three. Why are you still here? Like serious oh. conversations. Um, I was like, I'm just, I'm crushing it. I'm, I'm, I'm doing good work. It's fun, um, you know. And that I think that's like where you going back to thinking through what kind of what makes your career fulfilling it isn't always about the money um it is about for me it was making humans lives easier and better and more efficient like efficiency was the biggest thing for us you know in engineering right and so making their lives easier and talking with them and making them feel heard and hearing their frustrations and mm. no one else is talking to these you know mechanics and quality inspectors in some cases so like the uxers were the ones like be in the face to the software and i just have felt felt very valuable um in doing that work right so yeah. um so it wasn't always but that but you realize that you could do that in another place at different different aspects yeah well she (laughs) eventually uh, recognized it when i sounds like the mentors kind of pointed that out which that's a great mentor um one of my uh previous uh managers and and uh, friends he would always tell people you know the difference between a coach and a mentor is uh, a mentor knows what's keeping you up at night or what you're scared of is a kind of another way to look at that. And it sounds like your mentors recognized, okay, here's a person who's got a fear of leaving, uh, which is holding her back from the greatness that perhaps could could be and now is. Mm. Is lit. Ooh. Yeah. And you guys know that one of my stronger skills was the networking and yeah. and being, I think, knowledgeable enough to know that having like a hundred mentors would work to my benefit so I, yeah i had mentors for like every aspect of my career like i had one that was like i'd message them about like what to wear to this conference <laughs> you know <laughs> but you know like Sudi, shout out to Sudi. he was he was my zen zen master like if i was be- if i was like crying at work i'm calling Sudi because like he is zen like what what can you 
what what's within your circle of influence like what what can you influence like what is outside of your control like what's this that's so fast just say that's fascinating and he was just guy. yeah so many so many others but that's great yeah we um we are probably approaching the uh the end of what's appropriate for the amount of time to to borrow from you but i think we'd be remiss <laughs> if we didn't ask one last question in this current climate so as a user experience uh guru and expert um where's ai for you how is that changing impacting <laughs> your your work your business what you do I asked ChatGPT last week to build me a roadmap for my upcoming initiative. <laughs> it spit out some pretty solid uh, recommended activities. Um, User-centered design is pretty uh, timeless, so there weren't a lot of surprises in there, like you know, user research, workshop planning, conduct the research, do the design. But what's cool was I did have a few. Um, a few learnings. I know you're going to ask me what they are, and I can't remember them off the top of my head. But it was like, oh yeah, that, I'm so glad ChatGPT added that in. Thank you. Like, I think it was like an extra planning, like prep. It was like prepping the research or something. Like, thank you for recognizing. Like, I can't just jump straight in. I need to like, I need to prep for the research first. Um, nice. So ChatGPT is going to be helping us with that. Um, be asking it questions before I ask users just to see if it has found anything on the interwebs. Uh, start making us personas. Um, it's going to probably start writing my user testing scripts, even though I feel like I'm a pro at it. Um, <laughs> I am not an expert in the visual design aspect, though I wonder if it will design the user interface at some point in the future. I know that they're being taken to court on copyright infringement left and right, so... I don't know oh, yeah. how much I want to dabble in, like, creating content with chat AI just yet versus, like, and ask, asking it questions that I would mm. hope it would just Google itself and <laughs> come back yeah. to. Yeah. Um, or, like, using it as a glorified Google. But, yeah, no, visually, you're right. They could do it. They could do what's the best design. I also asked it to make my Mother's Day Facebook post extra sappy, and it was it was so <laughs> disgusting. That I, po I posted it, Solving and then the all problems. my family and friends were like, "Oh my God, love you too! It's so great!" And I like talked to my friend. I talked to my friend after. I'm like, no one. No one thought it was a joke. Like they all thought I because it was like shout out to all the moms out there. Happy Mother's Day to all you. You got this. And like to my angel babies, like. I, you are the best thing that's ever happened to me. And I like posted it as a joke. No one, no one like read it as a joke. Um, I talked to my friend later. I'm like, why did no one like laugh at my at my post? They all were like heart emoji, love you too. And she, she's like, yeah, you probably didn't. I even said like this is this post was written by ChatGPT, and like I don't think it oh, yeah. knows what that is. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, did you you had that on the post that it was written by ChatGPT? I can, I can share it with I can share it with you if you want. I can go find. It. <laughs> That's that's uh, so. Next time, you should ask ChatGPT to make it over the top, but obvious that it's uh, a parody or in jest or or whatever, and see see what it changes. 
But isn't that the magic of ChatGPT? I think that I don't know if it, that's so that's too meta for ChatGPT. I don't think so. Uh, yeah. I don't think so. I've w- one of the um, one of the more interesting things somebody shared with me is uh, they said they they will give it a prompt and it'll spit something out and then they'll say critique the previous response and it'll go and find all these things that it it you know it's it's basically correcting itself saying well this wasn't quite as good or this wasn't good i've used it i've i've uh, i sent out one of my newsletters uh one of my email newsletters and i put in the newsletter i said well the previous update was written by chat gpt could you tell and when I did it, though, the first time I gave it the prompt, I'm like, mm, that's not right. I said, make it more conversational or, or make it more lighthearted or whatever. Um, and it, yep. it, it was impressive. Yeah. It did it. Yeah. yeah. I also used it uh, similarly, like write, write like a birthday card. So I was also like, not right, not right. Give me the change it this way, change it this way. Um, yeah, finally got to good. So it was a good collaboration. So that it was a good collaboration there. Um, also, Miro just put out um, some AI-enabled synthesis um, support. So we're we have some designers to, um, starting to dabble in that. Though I was going to write a note to Paul over at Boeing to look out for that because um, it's processing that stuff externally. So if you have proprietary right. data on there, um, uh, we, we don't want that necessarily being processed. So I was going to send Paul a note to watch out for that. Um, but yeah, it's coming. It's coming everywhere, isn't it? It's, it's uh, not just coming. It's, it's here. It is, uh, let me rephrase, it is a flaming, terrifying forest fire. <laughs> yeah. And, it is going, and we are going to, uh, what's the phrase? If you can't beat it, join it. We are going to, we're going to leverage it. And, uh, and the flames. I'm excited. You know, we're going to hopefully set up some, uh, some controlled burns to, to guide the flames as to where they should go. <laughs> and boy, yeah. with that... Yeah. Fiery metaphor. I think that's a great place to uh, to end our conversation, at least for now. I think we lost Rex to to the chat bots. I'm not sure what happened. Maybe his internet connection. But Liz, thanks for taking the time again to uh, to chat with us uh, on a, a podcast. It was my pleasure. Thanks for the invite, guys. And yeah, it was awesome catching up with both of you. All right, we'll do it again soon.